0: Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. We are a family on a journey to become more like Christ, sharing His kingdom by expressing His love. We hope that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. On Thursday, this past Thursday, I have celebrated my 70th birthday. Woo! You know, the years have come and gone and I hardly realize it. Where has the time gone? For me, it looks like it was just the other day when Stephen was running around here, <laughs> six, seven years of age. And Time has just flown. But of these 70 years, 46 of them are in Christ. I have come to the Lord now 46 years, and out of the 46, 39 of them are in public ministry. I recall the first time I opened the Bible, and I began to minister to people in a public forum. I will never forget that day. It was Tuesday. The day was Tuesday, and it was the 6th of September, 1983. And that took place at our house in Fort Victoria. Now, being in the Lord all these years, and dealing with people from all walks of life, I have learned a few things, a few things that have helped me to maintain my spiritual sanity and stay the course. (laughs) I thank God for my wife. It takes a very strong person to keep up with me because I'm not a settler. I have never been one who settles. I've always been a climber, and she has managed to keep up. And sometimes it was tiring, frustrating, but I thank God for giving her the strength uh, to keep up with me and to walk even in times of challenging and difficulties and situations that were unpleasant Now, I want to share some of these lessons that I have learned, if I may, in the hope that will help you stay in the race, because it's not easy. Stay the course, no matter what. Persevere. Endure. How many of you know that we are in a race? The day you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, whether you realize it or not, you've entered the battlefield. You are in a race. The Bible speaks of the race. And the Bible also encourages us to run the race with perseverance, laying aside every weight and the sin that so easily entangles us. Amen? Amen? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. The Apostle Paul also speaks of the race. And he says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, you may want to take a note of these verses. Unfortunately, we cannot show them up on the board. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. What a testimony. That at the end of his life, he says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my race. And I have kept the faith. And that was his testimony. How many of you want to have such a testimony at the end of your journey, at the end of your race, as you look back and say, I stayed the course. The title of my message this morning is Staying in the Race. And I'm going to give you a few tips or words of wisdom that will help you to maintain And stay in the race. Maintain your faith and your spiritual sanity. Because challenges will come. And some of them will be very severe. Tests and trials will come your way. (laughs) I recall I heard of someone walking up to a very well-known minister of the gospel and asking him, he says, I have one prayer request and I want you to pray for me. And the man of God asked him, what is your prayer request? He said, I want you to pray that the devil will no longer tempt me. I will no longer be tested. I will not experience any tests or any trials. Well, the man of God said, bless God, if I I could do that, I would do it for myself. As long as we live in this body... We're going to experience all of these things and we need to be prepared, amen, and educated how to endure, how to persevere, and how to overcome everything the enemy sends against us. Amen? And so, I want to share some of these lessons I've learned in the hope that will help you to stay in that race, to stay the course no matter what comes your way. You know, we are not running a sprint, but a marathon. And it's not how you start this race that matters. It's how you finish it. Amen? Amen. Praise God. And the race we are called to run in the Lord, it's a long journey. A long journey with many rivers to cross, and many mountains to climb, and many opportunities to fail. And the scripture speaks of many who have started well on this journey, but they didn't end up well. And we have examples of men and women according to the Scriptures, who finished very badly and made shipwreck of the faith. And at this time, I'm reminded of Demas. How many of you have read about Demas in the Bible? If you're a Bible scholar, you will know who Demas was. And Paul the Apostle, writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 10, he says, For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica. Demas was a very close associate or part of the apostolic team that traveled with Paul and ministered in various cities. And Paul mentions Demas a couple of times in his epistles to the believers. But in Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 10, he says, Demas has forsaken me. And why has he forsaken him? Because, he said, he loved this present world. You see, the spirit of this age got hold of him. And the same spirit is still alive in the world today. And it can easily get hold of you. And once you open your heart to the spirit of this age, it will lead you astray. And you will forsake the Lord. And you will forsake the paths of righteousness. Amen? And you will forsake your spiritual family, like many have done, as I have seen and witnessed over the years. It's so sad. I believe this is one of the saddest things that a pastor can experience. When you see someone coming to the Lord, he's full of life, he's full of fire, and after a while, after a couple of years, he, 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 he allows that fire to, to die down, and he's distracted by various things, the love of this world, the love of the wrong person, ending up in the wrong relationship, and you see them after many years down the road, they make shipwreck of the faith, and it's so painful. Are you listening to me? Well, Demas was one of those who didn't finish well. He started well, but he didn't finish well. Another is Solomon. You read about Solomon. How in his early young age, he prayed and he sought God's face. And he asked for wisdom from God so that he may govern the nation that God has committed to him. He said, Lord, I ask that you would give me wisdom and understanding that I may govern this great nation, that you have blessed me to govern, that I may know how to go out and how to come in. And God was so uh, thrilled and so impressed by Solomon's prayer request. And he said, not only will I give you wisdom, but I will give you riches and honor and glory like no other king before you. And God blessed him with tremendous wisdom. But in his later years in life, he surrounded himself with foreign women, the Bible says. And these foreign women turned his heart away from God. And his kingdom suffered division and shipwreck. He started well, but he didn't finish strong. Amen? And so, the Bible gives us many examples of those who finished well also and completed the mission with flying colors. One of them is Paul. And you've heard his testimony. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And I have kept the faith. Our Lord Jesus Christ, remember what he said in his prayer? One of the things that he said as he faced the cross, praying to the Father, he said, Father, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. Joseph is another one. Though he faced many trials, though he faced persecution from his own family, He was betrayed by his own brethren, sold into slavery, accused falsely by his master's wife, ended up in jail. Yet the Bible says that Joseph remained faithful to the Lord. He stayed in the race. Remember, this young man had no Bible. He had no fellowship to go to, (laughs) no one to encourage him. What was it? What was his secret that kept him in the race, that kept him faithful? Not once do we read in the Scriptures that Joseph complained to the Lord, or he was offended because of the mistreatment, unjust mistreatment that he received. What was his secret? I believe it was his upbringing in his father's house. Amen? And it was the dream that God gave him one night in his father's tent, and he stayed on course. Amen? These are examples before us that we should be encouraged and meditate on these characters so that we can be encouraged and strengthened in our faith. If we are to stay the course and finish strong, we will have to learn some valuable lessons that will help us on our journey. And through the years, I have had to learn a few of these lessons, and I'm gonna mention them to you that have helped me. First of all, I have learned how to deal with disappointment, because disappointment will come. Are you listening to me? Sooner or later, you're gonna come across disappointments, and disappointment will stare you right in the face and you will have to learn how to work through and deal with those disappointments that life throws at you. I've learned to work through them and stay the course. Amen? Both in my personal life as well as in the ministry. Things don't always happen the way you expect them to happen. Are you listening to me? You expect one thing, you believe one thing, but another thing hits you in the face. What do you do when that disappointment knocks at your door? You have a choice to give in to it or to resist it in the name of Jesus. And to keep pressing on and persevering, developing some backbone. Amen? Amen? Praise God. I have learned to deal with pain because pain will come. To endure in the midst of betrayal, in the midst of emotional pain, and to keep my focus and my eyes on Jesus regardless. And by faith, put one foot in front of the other and continue on this race and on this journey. You're going to have to learn how to deal with pain. Work through it. Don't allow it to defeat you. Don't allow it to sidetrack you. Keep your focus on the Lord Jesus and keep moving forward. The Lord will help you. Amen. Move on anyway. You will also have to learn these valuable lessons if you want to stay the course and stay in the race. Amen. Amen. My sermon today might not be very encouraging, but some of these things you need to hear because some folk uh, believe that when you become a Christian, everything is so rosy. When you commit your life to the Lord, you're going to experience all the joy and all the peace and, and God will bless you and God will prosper you. Yes, He will. But not when you think He will. There is a test, there is a trial that you and I must persevere, that you and I must prove to the Lord that we remain faithful and committed to Him regardless regardless of the cost that we'll have to pay at times. And God will reward you. But in his own time. God doesn't pay every weekend, nor does he pay every month end. Amen? Amen. But he does pay. And when he does pay, <laughs> it's beyond our wildest expectations. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Another valuable lesson I have learned through the years is how to deal with unanswered prayers. You ever had an unanswered prayer? You prayed, you prayed, you prayed, for months, for years, and no change. In fact, things grow worse. I've had to deal with unanswered prayer. I've been praying for my brother, my late brother, for many years. He got ill since he was 18, was diagnosed with schizophrenia. There was no psychiatrist known that we did not take him to. He lived constantly with fear, hallucinations and medications. He would call me at midnight while we were in Zimbabwe a couple of times, threatening to commit suicide, and all the time I was praying. Trust in God that he would give me a miracle. I've even had a promise from the Word in John's Gospel, chapter 11. He said, your brother will rise again. This sickness is not unto death, but it is for the glory of God. And yet, I have never seen the manifestation of my faith or my prayers. He died at the age of 55, It was burned. Nobody knows how the fire started, but I have a nasty suspicion that he committed suicide. Unanswered prayer. How do you deal with it? When you know what God has spoken, when you know the promises of God and you're standing on them for years and you're praying, and yet you never see the manifestation of your prayers. So many of God's dear children have become so offended and bitter towards God because he didn't answer the prayers or because he didn't respond the way they expected him to respond. And as a result, they walked away from God, being offended with God and with people. They started well, but they didn't stay the course. They have allowed offense and bitterness and disappointment to influence them to such an extent and cause them to land up on a spiritual junk heap. Folks, these are very real lessons that I am sharing with you today. I wish I could just impart this wisdom to you and help you and prepare you because these situations will come to pass in your life. And what you do with them will determine your future and your destiny in Jesus Christ. Unanswered prayer. What about unanswered questions? You have any questions that you have no answers for? Uh, some people are so vexed. Why? Why did this have to happen? Why? Lord, I've served you. I've done everything you told me. Why? If you don't get rid of that why and trust God in his infinite wisdom to reveal things to you in his own time, you are also land up on a spiritual junk heap. The Bible says the secret things belong to the Lord. But those that are revealed are revealed to us and to our children. Amen. Amen. Leave the why to the side. Just keep moving on forward. Put one foot in front of the other and persevere and endure. And God will help you and bring you to the other side. And one day when you stand before him, There will be no unanswered question in your mind. You will see clearly. You will understand clearly. And you will see as daylight. But until then, you've got to resist those things and stay the course. Stay in the race. What about failure? That's another big one. And all of us, at one time or another, will fail. And that's how we learn at times, through failure. I've learned a lot of lessons by failing. But I'm not going to allow failure to stop me from fulfilling the purposes of God in my life. I faced persecution. I faced excommunication. I faced failure when God sent me to my nation. And all I've experienced and all I was confronted with was rejection and persecution. Lord, but you sent me to go to them. You commissioned me to go to them. And as I looked around, a handful of people believed And there were times when I said, Lord, I've labored in vain. And in vain I wasted my strength and my youth. I thank God for His Word. Many a time I cried on my knees before God. And He would come and pick me up and encourage me through His Word. cried like a little baby and my heart was broken but I've learned to deal with these things and work through it and all of these will come our way folks and you will have to learn in your own spiritual journey and in your own walk of faith you will have to learn to deal with these issues and overcome them through the grace of god or else you will not stay in the race amen acts chapter 14 verse 22 says we must through many tribulations into the kingdom of god not a few tribulations but many tribulations, some of them could be spiritual, some of them could be marriage situations, relational tests and trials and tribulations, some of them may be health issues. Yes, the devil is trying to tell me that I'm not healed. I got in my car today, my wife sitting next to me driving here and all of a sudden I couldn't see in front of me. And the devil is trying to tell me that you're going to go blind. That you will not be able to drive. You know what? He's a liar. He's the father of lies. So what do I do? Do I take these lies or do I stand up and resist and believe the word of the Lord? Some people ask me, Pastor, how does it feel to be 70? And I say, where do you read in the scriptures that we walk by feeling? (laughs) Sometimes I get up in the morning and I feel terrible. I feel like 100, never mind 70. (laughs) But you know what? The scripture tells me we walk by faith and not by feeling. We walk by faith and not by sight. And the scripture tells me that Jesus redeemed me from the curse of sickness and disease. I have a choice whom to believe. You have a choice whom to believe. So don't feel sorry for me. Amen? (laughs) Praise the Lord. We must, through many tribulations, many, into the kingdom of God, folks. Difficulties will come. Tests and trials will come. But in all of these, you need to know and be fully persuaded about what? That the Lord is with you, helping you to overcome them all. Amen. Amen. The words of Paul from 2 Timothy chapter 4 have been a great encouragement to me through the years. You know what he said? But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work. Not just some of it. Every evil work and will preserve me for His heavenly kingdom. To Him be glory forever and ever. Amen. He will deliver you. For He is your deliverer. And though He may take long, He will deliver you. As you remain in the race. (laughs) And stay the course. And don't give in. And don't give up. And don't be discouraged. Keep looking up, keep declaring the word of the Lord. He will. For he is not a man that he should lie, nor the Son of Man that he should repent. Now, let me give you the secret that has helped me to work through all of these things deal with pain, deal with disappointments, deal with persecution. This is my secret and I give it to you free of charge. The two things that have helped me the most was my love for the Scriptures. Oh, how I love the Word of God. The love for the Word of God and my commitment to prayer. Those two things. I always liken them like the two wings of an eagle. The word and prayer will balance you and will cause you to rise above the circumstances of life, will cause you to step into the realm of the Spirit, will infuse you with strength and perseverance when you need it most. Listen to what David said. By the word of your lips, talking to God, Psalm 17 and verse 4. By the word of your lips, I have kept away from the paths of the destroyer. What a beautiful verse of Scripture. How did David keep himself away from the paths of the destroyer? By the word of God's lips. And the same word will keep you from the paths of the destroyer, will hold you in the race, and will keep you there, prodding on, persevering, enduring, walking through all of these things, coming to the other side. Amen? Amen. The second lesson I have learned is to keep the fire of the Spirit burning within me. This is very important, folks. And I've taught extensively in the last couple of months how to stir the gift of God that is within you, how to fan the flame of God's gift. It's our responsibility, folks. God has given us a mighty gift, the gift of the person of the Holy Spirit living inside of us, and He is greater than all. For the Word of God says, Greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Why? For greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. But He that is in you need to be stirred up. Amen? Amen stirred up. Paul writes to Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 6, "For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands." That's your and my responsibility. And if you neglect to do that, you will not be able to stand. You will not be able to stay in the race. You will not be able to stay the course. God has given us His Spirit to deliver us, to guide us, to teach us, to comfort us, and to elevate us on another level. But He needs to be stirred. So, this is my advice and my words of wisdom to you. Take time to fellowship with God, both in the Word and in prayer. How do you stir up the gift of God? By fellowshipping with God. By remaining, by abiding in Him. Amen. Amen. Just as your outward man needs natural sustenance, even so your inward man needs nurturing needs feeding, needs spiritual sustenance. And when do you get that? Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are what? Life. Proverbs 4 verse 20, My son, my daughter, attend to my word. What does it mean to attend to God's word? Put it first, not last, first. Incline your ears to my sayings. There's so many voices coming at us every single day. Through the radio, through the TV, through other people. But the word of the Lord says, Incline your ear to my sayings. What is God saying? Not what the politicians say. Not what the circumstances say. Not what your doctor says. Are you listening to me? Jesus is your doctor. Incline your ears to my sayings. Let them not depart from before your eyes. Don't let the devil steal your vision. Amen? Your vision of fruitfulness, your vision of success, your vision of finishing your race, your vision of completing your tasks and your assignments. Do not let my words depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? For they are life to those who find them and health to all of the flesh. Amen. You need to do that daily, folks. This is not something you try and do. This is something you live. Take time to be alone with God in His Word, meditating listening to God and take time to pray and pray in the Spirit much. Amen? The Word says, we know not what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit, for He makes intercession." according to the will of God for the saints. And there are things in your life, in your future, in your present, or sometimes even in your past that you have not dealt with, but the Spirit Himself knows. And when you're praying in the Spirit, you are calling, the deepest part of you calls unto the deepest parts of God. And he prays according to the will of God for you and for other people that you're praying for. Amen. Never neglect praying in the Spirit. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but unto God. And he who speaks in a tongue, the Bible says, edifies or builds himself up. God has given us a wonderful gift, a prayer language. that is in harmony with God's will for our lives. Do not neglect that. And many, unfortunately, have dried up spiritually, have lost their way because they have neglected these powerful principles. Why? Because they have allowed other things to take precedence over their lives. Now listen carefully. Don't say things I didn't say. If you have to choose between your financial comfort and your spiritual wealthy, choose your spiritual wealthy. I'm going to, I'm going to repeat that because this is, this is heavyweight. If you have to choose between your financial comfort and your spiritual welfare, choose your spiritual welfare. You know why? Because God will make it up to you. God will make it up to you, according to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. How many of you know what Matthew 6:33 says? Seek ye first, first, the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And then what happens? All of these things shall be added to you. In all the years I've walked with the Lord, I have never sought wealth or financial blessing. I have sought the will of God, and I pursued the will of God, and God has blessed me beyond measure. And God is no respecter of persons. Amen. I was so busy seeking God in the early years, Of of my coming to the Lord we were living in a rented house for many months I didn't even seek to buy a house God came knocking on our door and gave us a beautiful home (laughs) fully paid for are you listening to me I wasn't seeking a business I was seeking the Lord God knocked on our door. Yes, yes, he he used my father-in-law. But if it wasn't my father-in-law, he would have used someone else to bless me. Why? Because I sought God first and foremost. When everything else in, in Zimbabwe was falling to pieces, when education deteriorated and panic set in, You know, what do we do with our children? How are we going to educate? I have never allowed that to dissuade me or to influence me. I said, I'm going to stay here as long as God wants me to stay here, and I'm going to pursue God and do His will. And I'm not leaving until He says, go. I didn't allow the health deterioration of the country to influence me. I didn't allow fear to push me out of the will of God like so many of us do. When you allow fear to enter your life, you have allowed poison into your system and you've got to get rid of it or it will choke you to death. And thank God we stayed the course for as long as God wanted us to stay in Masvingo, Zimbabwe. But there came a day when he said, son, it's time to leave now. Yes, sir. Where to? He said, south. Where south? He said, south. <laughs> oh, Lord. I felt like Abraham when God said, go, and the Bible says he didn't know where he was going. All God said was south. Hallelujah. Listen to what Psalm 37, 25 says. I have been young and now I'm old yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his descendants begging bread. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. If you seek God and put him first he will not forsake you. He will provide for you more than you can handle. Amen. Psalm 34, verse 10, The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall lack no good thing. Hallelujah. Yes, choose spiritual we- wealthy. Don't tell me you have no time to study the Bible. That's just excuses. You have allowed your heart to grow cold. That's the problem. You've lost the reality of God's promises and you need to repent and get back to God. Amen? I'm just going to say it as it is. Listen, what goes on inside of you is far more important than what goes on around you. Nothing defeats us that comes from outside. What defeats us Is the weakness on the inside? Hello? If you falter, if you faint in the day of adversity, then you've got to realize that you are weak on the inside and you need to build up your spiritual man. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Keep your heart with all. Vigilance. Why? For from it flow the springs of life. Where is the life in your spirit? (laughs) Inside of you. Right here. So always be mindful what goes on on the inside. And listen. Listen to your conscience. The Bible says many have rejected their conscience and as a result they've made shipwreck of their faith. Never violate your conscience because your conscience is the voice of the Lord. Don't allow your heart to harden at any time. Don't allow offense to come in, unforgiveness and bitterness. Those things will choke the very life of God inside of you. Are you listening to me? Keep a close watch on the inside, for out of your heart proceeds the issues of life. Guard your heart with diligence. Every single day, pay attention to the inside of you, because that's how God communicates with you and with me. God's Spirit lives inside of your spirit, not in your mind, not in your body. He won't speak to you through your feelings. He won't speak to you through your mind. And he won't speak to you through your emotions. He will speak to you through your spirit. For the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Or the light bulb of the Lord. Searching all the inward parts of the belly. Proverbs says 20. I maintain to always check my heart. Especially in the early hours of the morning. Because, I don't know, for me, that's when God ministers to me. I will never replace the morning watch with anything. Amen? And as long as I can remember, I've always been an early riser. Early to bed, early to rise. Amen? And finally, stay faithful and committed to the Lord. Faithful and committed to the values and to the principles you have been taught from the Scriptures, no matter what. Why? Because God rewards faithfulness. I want to say that again. God rewards faithfulness. Not necessarily gifting and charisma. Faithfulness is always rewarded by God. Remember the words that Jesus spoke to the faithful servant. Well done, you good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in the least, and I'm going to make you ruler over much. Amen. Remember this. Hallelujah. Listen to what Paul said to Timothy. 2 Timothy 3.14 But you must continue in the things which you have learned. What must he do? Continue in what? In the things you have learned and have been taught by me, Paul says to him. And have been assured of knowing from whom you have learned them. Hallelujah. Decide. Make a quality decision that you will walk in love regardless whether anybody else does or not. Let that be your decision. Often when I wake up in the morning, I say, Lord, I choose this morning. I decide to walk in love regardless of what anybody else does or not. I will walk in love. I will walk in forgiveness. I will not allow offense. I will not allow bitterness in my heart. I will not allow pain to remain in me. I choose to forgive. I choose to love even those who persecute me. Amen. Listen, folks, love is a choice. is not a feeling. I'm committed to my wife. By an act of my will, I will stay with her through thin and thick, through better or worse. And sometimes I don't feel like doing that. But where do you read we walk by feelings? If every married couple make this decision, there will never be a divorce. Amen. They will never stand before a judge seeking for a divorce because they're incompatible. Hello. You stay the course. You keep your word. Amen. You stay in the race. I don't care how you feel. I choose. Oh, thank God that He's given us the freedom to choose. (laughs) Amen. Love is a choice, folks. I will to walk in love. I will to walk in forgiveness. I will. Amen. Ephesians 4.32, and be kind to one another. This is not a suggestion, folks. Some people read these verses of Scripture and they think these are wonderful suggestions. God has not given us suggestions. He's given us commandments and instructions. And He says, be kind to one another. Yes, you can be kind. Why? Because the Spirit lives within you. Yield to the Spirit. Be kind tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Those who find it difficult to forgive, they have lost sight of the forgiveness God has granted them. Amen. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 through to 14. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved... Put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Yeah, do you have any complaints against anyone? Against the brother, against the sister, against the pastor? against your father, against your mother. Any complaints? God says, what must you do? (laughs) Forgive. Release. Let it go. Don't bring it up every time. Because it will kill you. Amen. And above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. (laughs) Hallelujah. Choose, folks, every single day. These are the two most powerful values in the kingdom of God. Love and faith. Love and faith. Choose every single day to walk by faith and not by sight or by feelings. If I went by my feelings today, I would not stand behind this pulpit. I would be so depressed, get in my car and ask my wife to drive me home. But you know what? I'm not walking by sight, and I'm not walking by feelings. Look at me. I'm healed. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Ah, the devil is a liar. Praise God forevermore. I choose to walk by faith, regardless of the circumstances you may find yourself in. Choose to believe what the Bible says. Well, the doctor said there's no cure. Well, I know that. Science has no cure. Science is not God. They don't know everything. But God does. And the Bible says, The Lord is my healer. I am the Lord that healeth thee. And the Bible says himself, took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. And if he bore them and he took them, I don't have to bear them. I don't have to put up with them. Because this body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It does not belong to the devil. And sooner or later he has to take his filthy symptoms where they came from. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Jesus said that the blessed people, blessed people, are those who have not seen or felt, yet have believed. Don't be a Thomas. <laughs> be Abraham, who called those things which be not as, they th- as though they were. Listen to what Galatians 5, 6 says. Hey, I'm going to take all the time I need, Michael. For if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith activated and energized and expressed and working through love. Your faith will not work unless you walk in love. Amen? Someone said the first place I would look at, if my faith wasn't working, if my prayers were not working, this is the place I would check. Am I walking in the love of God? Am I forgiving? Amen. Am I being tender-hearted? Am I being kind? The Bible says to husbands, Husbands, live your, with your wives according to knowledge so that your prayers may not be hindered. And I know I've hindered my prayers many times through the years because I have not lived with my wife according to knowledge. But I have learned and I'm learning. I'm still growing and I'm still learning. Not some of you who think you know everything. Praise God. Finally, generosity. Stay faithful to the value of generosity and stay committed to the principles of giving. No matter what. Now listen carefully. Give what belongs to the Lord as well as to the poor. The Bible says much about first fruits, about tithes, and about offerings. Does it say? And let me say this you may be severely tested in this area, as all of us are from time to time. And be sure of that. The Lord will not tempt you, but He will test you. You know why? He wants to see where your faith is, where your trust is. Am I your provider or your employer? Am I your provider or the financial institutions of this world? Are you listening to me? Hello? Are you listening to me? Amen. Praise God. Prove your faith to God. Prove what? That he is my provider. How? By your corresponding action. James says... Show me your faith without your works. You can't. And I will show you my faith by my works. Amen? Amen. By your works you prove your faith, by your corresponding actions in this area. And you know what? You've got to learn to sow many times because from time to time you will be tested. If you keep looking out there and you allow fear to come into your heart, you're going to withhold what belongs to God. And you need to learn at times to sow in lack and to sow in famine. Hello? If you got 50 rand and you have a choice between a hamburger or giving to the Lord, choose, give it to the Lord. Sow it. Stay hungry for a while. It'll do you good anyway. Don't look at me sideways. <laughs> I'm speaking to you from experience. And I'm speaking to you from the Bible. Finally, I said finally last time, but it's not finally. (laughs) God himself is our source of supply, folks, and not man. Not your employer, not your job, not the bank. God is my provider. Abraham said to the king of Sodom, God forbid, yet you should say you made Abraham rich. God Almighty is the one who has made me rich. That was his testimony, folks. Invest in others. You want to stay in the race? <laughs> you want to be fired up? Start investing in others. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. What have you learned from this ministry? What are the most valuable lessons you've learned? And let me ask you this, to how many people you've committed those things you've learned? It doesn't say commit to everybody. He says find faithful men and women and you've got to discern who's faithful. And when you find those faithful men and women, that's when you need to invest into what you received. Otherwise, what you received will wither and dry within you. Ah, uh, Hello? The Bible encourages us to commit to other faithful men the things we have learned from those who taught and discipled us, folks. And I've been doing that long before I've entered the ministry. Long before. From the first week that I was born again, I went around and I would share my testimony with whosoever is willing to listen to me. Some of them didn't listen and some of them persecuted me and some of them shouted me, but that did not stop me and that should not stop you. One of the reasons why Christians dry up and lose the reality of the salvation and the joy of the salvation is because they're not sharing their testimony or their faith. They're just keeping it. You know what happens to still waters when they have no outlet? Huh? They begin to smell. Amen. The Bible says rivers of living water shall flow out of those who believe. Are you a believer? Amen. Let those rivers flow in a form of testimony, in a form of prayer, in a form of teaching and instructing younger people in the Lord, encouraging them, folks. Praise God. Investing in others is one of the most rewarding principles in the kingdom of God. And this has been for me, the most rewarding practice in my journey of faith, the most rewarding. I look around me and I see spiritual sons and daughters that I love, dearly love, and they love me and they honor me. In fact, I always say my sons and daughters have made me a wealthy man, both spiritually and financially. I look around and I see them. I see their families, I see their children. I see the success in the marketplace and my heart rejoices because I had a part in that, hallelujah. I've sown something in them and that makes me so glad and I rejoice in the Lord and I thank Him every day for these precious sons and daughters. There may be, not be thousands, but hallelujah, who cares about numbers? Few are the faithful ones, folks. Amen. Be active in sharing your testimony, sharing the things you learn from the Bible, and encourage others to stay the course no matter what. And if you will take to heart today the things that I've shared with you, you can be assured you will also stay the course. And you will also come to the end of your life and look back and say, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I have kept the faith. I have run the race. I have finished my course. Amen. What a wonderful way to end your journey on this earth. Amen. So take this sermon and listen to it about a dozen times. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you for your precious word. Thank you for men and women who have taught us these principles and these values. And Lord, we pray that we may give heed and attention to the things that we have been taught. The Bible says we need to be careful that we do not allow these things to slip away from us, lest we forget but to keep them before our eyes, to keep them in the midst of our hearts, to constantly listen to them so that we can be encouraged, so that we can overcome the various tests and trials and temptations that come our way, so that we can maintain, Father, the race and maintain our spiritual sanity and vitality in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, may you be blessed throughout all ages in Jesus' precious and wonderful name. Amen and amen. Bless you, folks, and thank you for allowing me to share these things with you. We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.